Water is a most precious resource. It truly is our lifeblood, since life originated from it and we cannot exist without it. Have you ever wondered how a raindrop makes the long journey from a cloud in the sky to your kitchen faucet? Despite the significance of water in our lives, many people are unaware of the marvel that is the water cycle and how it's responsible for providing the continuous water supply that fills Long Island's aquifers, the sole source of our drinking water. Today we're going to talk about not just the water cycle, but how water enters the aquifer, is pulled to the surface, tested, treated, and finally delivered to your home or business. It's the bread and butter of what we do here at the Suffolk County Water Authority. I'm Jeff Sabo, Chief Executive Officer of the Suffolk County Water Authority, which provides drinking water to over 1.2 million residents of Suffolk County, New York. When you ask someone where their drinking water comes from, it's surprising how often the answer is, from my tap. In a way, that doesn't bother us because it suggests they fully trust that we, the water professionals, know everything about the process so they don't have to. But the journey of water from a cloud in the sky to the faucet in your kitchen is a fascinating one. And so today, we're going to talk about all of the aspects of how that works. And as suggested in the opening, it all starts with the water cycle. We call it a cycle because water is in a constant motion, so there is no beginning or end. And now we're going to correspondent Tim Motes with a water break. Thank you, Jeff, and I'm pleased to welcome to the podcast Dr. Christopher Gobler, a professor at Stony Brook University's School of Marine and Atmospheric Sciences, to talk about the beginning of the journey, namely how the water cycle works and its connection to Long Island's aquifer system, the source of all of our drinking water. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Gobler. Yeah, my pleasure. Can you first tell us how the water cycle works? Sure. Well, I mean, as you sort of alluded to, it all starts with uh, with rainfall, right? So, um you know, I like to always say that all of Long Island is something that we call a watershed. Um, and so essentially what that means is that all the water that strikes or falls on the land in Long Island, um, eventually a portion of that's going to wash into the aquifer. Um, you know, some may run off right into roads and then eventually to the bays or rivers and streams. Some may evaporate. Um, but a good portion of that's going to go right down into the aquifer and our groundwater. Um, and, you know, there it's, it can uh, be extracted for drinking water. Uh, but in other cases, uh, thereafter, it may just flow out into our local harbors, bays, and estuaries. Um, and then, again, from there, it could evaporate again. And whether it evaporates off of land or from the sea, uh, that water then goes back to how it started, rain, and that uh, in many ways would complete the cycle. So this is where we get all of our water from, our aquifer system? That's right. That's right. It's our, that's, you know, EPA has designated the aquifer on Long Island, what's known as a sole source aquifer. And so as being designated as such, that is the only place we get our drinking water from, and there are no prospects or realistic prospects from getting it uh, from anywhere else. So in our Ed Center tours, we have an education center in Hopog. We talk a little bit about the fact that uh, 
I think 71, 72, 73% of the world is covered with water, but it's mostly saltwater, of course. Some would say about 3% is freshwater. A lot of that is in glaciers and icebergs and whatever else. So we're talking about a very, very small percentage of water that's there to be shared by billions of people. So we try to get across to folks how exactly the water cycle works. You just go through the three cycles of the water cycle so they understand uh, how the cycle works. Sure. Well, we can refer to the, the three-step process, which is uh, evaporation, condensation, and precipitation. And so, uh, you know, when water warms, uh, it evaporates, and it can evaporate off of land as it's sitting on the land. It can evaporate out of fresh water, out of salt water, and salt water cases if the salt, of course, is left behind. Um, and interestingly, as our planet warms, there's actually more evaporation happening than the past. Um, but once it evaporates, uh, eventually that water would uh, go through condensation into clouds. Uh, and that then sets up the return path where there can be precipitation uh, and then rain or snow that then would fall to land uh, and completing that cycle. Fascinating. And so eventually it will come right back down into the ground again. So it is pulled out of the ground, yep. evaporates condensation, precipitation, back into the aquifers, and basically again and again and again. Right. right. And, and of course, you know, any given where the, the, the real fascinating thing is, of course, we're talking about individual water molecules. So uh, when you think about it, the, uh, you know, could be the water could be evaporating from anywhere uh, and condensating anywhere and precipitating anywhere. So, the, you know, the rain that falls uh, on Long Island today may have evaporated, you know, who knows where uh, on the planet. And uh, yeah. Anyway, that makes it. And kind this of has been going on for billions of years. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, literally billions of years. We believe the Earth is four point six billion years old. And actually, the first one billion years of the planet. This is a sidebar, but that evaporate was evaporation was um, brought forth by actually meteor strikes. So we believe that the actual the world's oceans evaporated one hundred times in the first billion years of the. Earth's history because these superheated meteorites were so large would strike the ocean and evaporate literally the whole ocean off. Uh, you know, thankfully we don't. We live in a world where that's no longer happening. We're not at the the, the dawn of our um, universe, but um, yeah. So it literally has been going on for billions of years. That's incredible. So we're literally drinking the water that the dinosaurs drank. Um, yeah, exactly. And and you know, potentially you could think of the the uh, the famous person who drank the same water we're drinking now potentially. And in deep history. Yeah. Incredible. Okay. Now that we've covered the source of your water, the next step is getting the water to the ground surface, which requires the help of an engineer. Joining me now is Alex Rodak, Associate Mechanical Engineer. Alex has been with us a couple of years and works in the engineering department. Welcome, Alex. Glad to be here. So we want to talk a little bit about engineering and uh, what we do here at the Water Authority to bring water to the surface and to pump water. Can you tell us about that? Right. So the process for a new well starts with the state where we request a permit. Once we've received that permit, our engineering uh, department will oversee drilling and design of the new well. Once the well is drilled, based on where that well is, and how much pressure and how much we've been allocated by the state, the pump will be designed for those parameters. And that will be installed into the well, again, with oversight by engineering. 
that then pumps the water from 100 to 200 feet down up to the surface, at which point it goes to our distribution system, which it's either directly to our tower or based on the water quality that is regulated by the state. We pump it through treatment and then is stored at the many water towers you'll see around the island. The next step in our journey is going to take us to our state-of-the-art drinking water testing laboratory, where we test for far more contaminants than required and maintain internal standards for water quality that are far more protective than state or federal regulations. I now welcome Tom Schneider, the newly appointed director of the Suffolk County Water Authority's Drinking Water Laboratory. Hello, Tom. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for having me. So we, we're having a conversation about um, drinking water quality. And, you know, who better to, to, to talk about the laboratory's role in serving clean, safe drinking water to the public? Can you talk about that a little bit? I certainly can, Jeff. We provide water that meets and often surpasses all water quality regulations. Our state-of-the-art laboratory tests our water at the wellhead, at the different stages of treatment, and within the distribution system for bacteria and a wide range of inorganic and organic chemicals. In fact, we test our drinking water for far more chemicals than required and at a frequency in excess of local, state, and federal regulations. The Suffolk County Water Authority's lab tests for 431 chemical constituents, which is 278 more than required by regulators. Last year, we had 1.7 million results from over 130,000 sample sets. So, Tom, that's a very impressive number, right? Just think of uh, what, what that means to, to sort of reassure the public that we're, do, we're going above and beyond to make sure that, um, that the water is tested, that it, it, if there's something detected, we're aware of it. We report it, right? It's all public information. We share that in our annual drinking water quality report. Um, talk to me a, a, a little bit about what happens when there is um, an emerging compound or something that may not be regulated. What do we do with that information? So if we, we have a, uh, a, a new hit, we find something that uh, is unexpected, uh, we certainly contact production control to see what kind of uh, – Technology, what kind of uh, work we can do to mitigate the circumstances. Can we uh, put in treatment right away? Can we blend the well? Does the well come out of service? Uh, we certainly use any guidelines that uh, the state local health department provides us. We want to make sure that we're doing the best possible job we can for our customers. That's great. We'd love to hear that we're so uh, proactive in trying to protect uh protect the drinking water, ensure that it's, it's safe when it comes out of your tap. There's another important step in the process of making sure your water is safe. And that means our next stop will be at one of our more than 230 pump stations located within Suffolk County Water Authority's service territory. You've probably seen these stations within your community. A dead giveaway is the presence of a large water tank. There are, of course, other filtration systems other than GAC. 
such as iron and magnesium filters. We have at pump stations to remove those chemicals. And the landmark advanced oxidation process treatment system used to remove the emerging contaminant 1,4-dioxane. This is a particular point of pride for us here at SCWA, as we have developed the first advanced oxidation process system approved for use in New York State. As you can see, there's some very sophisticated work going on. But now we turn to something more elemental, moving the water from one place to another. To discuss that aspect of our work, we're stopping by to see our Deputy Director of Construction Maintenance, Chris Given. Joining me now is Chris Given, Deputy Director of Suffolk County Water Authority's Construction Maintenance Department. Hello, Chris. Welcome. Could you talk a little bit about our vast network of water mains and their evolution here at the Suffolk County Water Authority? Sure. Uh, currently, the Suffolk County Water Authority maintains over 6,000 miles of water mains, some dating back to the early 1900s. The majority of the water mains installed in our system are cast iron. Cast iron was a main material when they transitioned to ductile iron water main. Ductile iron has a life expectancy of over 200 years. Some of our existing cast iron water mains are reaching the end of their life expectancy. The cast iron, when cast iron reaches the end of its life expectancy, it starts to break more free, frequently, forcing the water authority to have costly repairs. SCWA currently invests over $40 million in our capital budget program, and a lot of this money is used to changing our outdated infrastructure. Uh, so now that we've covered Waterman, could you discuss, um, you know, the the customer maintained service lines that bring water to our, our customers' tap? Sure. Currently, SCWA has a, over four hundred fifty thousand service connections. A service connection brings the water from the water main to our customers' properties. These services are generally broken down into two separate parts. The first part of the service connection is from the water main to the property line. That part is owned, installed, and maintained by Suffolk County Water Authority. The second part is the part of the water service that goes from the property line to the residence of the building. This part is owned, maintained, and installed by the customer. So how does this relate to our work on the lead and copper rule revision? A major part of the lead copper rule revision is to identify all service materials in our distribution system, regardless of who owns them, by the end of 2024. So SCWA has been going through all our old records to identify both the water authorities and the customer service side materials. There's no, this is no easy task when you have over 450,000 service connections. To date, we have identified over 50% of all service materials in our system. The purpose of this rule is to identify and replace any lead service lines that we will find. And um, we will. We now have on our website um, a page that will be live and solicit input from our customers related to uh, lead and copper rule revision and how customers can self-identify and submit information related to the service that they may have. That's going to be critical. Yes, that's going to be critical that as many people take advantage of that. So it's, it's critical that we have the cooperation and help from our customers. Uh, and there are um, educational materials on the website, including a video and other tutorials that they can use to ensure that they're providing us accurate information. Correct. So now you know how water goes from rainfall 
to a safe cup of drinking water in your home. At SCWA, we're dedicated to making sure that when water gets to your faucet, it will be as safe as nature intended. What About Water is produced by Jeff Sabo, Theodore Aponte, and Tim Motes. If you enjoyed What About Water, be sure to rate us and to leave a review. Help spread the word by telling a friend and by following the Suffolk County Water Authority on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm Jeff Sabo.